Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Doug is on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline, and uh, we're going to take the 10th caller right now at 412-922-1020. That person wins a $25 gift certificate from Sorgles. We have a gift certificate from the good folks at Janoski's to give away in a little bit. But, Doug, this is where I want to begin by first off saying good morning to you. You know, I was watching earlier that uh, in the news and I've seen this story the last couple of days. There have been some bear sightings in this region from Baden to Ohio Township. So, you know, as crazy as it sounds, but if you're out in one of these rural areas and you're gardening, and we talk about deer and all of the other wildlife, coyotes and what have you, but, you know, I guess at all times you got to be very conscious of where you're at, especially when you're digging in the dirt. And it's, it's, I guess it's important to know the surroundings and what possibly can happen in those surroundings and to be prepared. And, I mean, that may be a strange question, but I think it's one we should talk about. Good morning. I good morning. I never want to see a bear. I especially don't want to, I especially don't want to see a bear with two cubs. You know, no. If you there's no way to get away from a bear. It can outrun you, it can outswim you, it can outclimb you. <laughs> and so I I never want to see one. And usually uh we start to see them around the bird feeder. Uh, that's easy pickings for them and uh, you know, our friend Brad from Clarion, he, he's uh, he's talked at length out there about seeing having bear sightings. And, yeah, you gotta you got to keep your head up. Yesterday I was in the garden working, and all of a sudden I looked up. There was this little budding, budding buck that uh, has been walking around with, you know, no fear of, of me. I'm on one side of the fence. He's on the other. And, you know, but, of course, there's no no threat from a, 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 a deer at this time of the year. But, yeah, I never want to see a bear, so let's hope that doesn't happen. But but I think I think it's worth talking about, and it's really something we've never really went in depth to, and I'm not saying we need to do that, but I, I think people just need to be aware of their surroundings and where you're putting a bird feeder, where you're putting your compost, uh, you know, where your trash cans are. You know, if, if you have something to kind of protect yourself when you're out in the garden, uh, just a well-lighted area, make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're out there during certain times of the day maybe. But if you live in a rural area and there's woods around your house, uh, you know, the world we live in is a whole lot different than it was even 20, 30 years ago when you and I were growing up. So, so people just need to be aware of this stuff. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. That's like I said, you know, keep your head on a swivel and, uh, Look around, smells, sights, sounds, uh, but uh, most importantly, enjoy your garden. <laughs> All right, let's talk about May 15th was always the time that you two told me, and you still tell me. So, you th- And I just asked Mary Hours a little while ago from KDK TV. You think we're good to go now? Yeah, I think we're good to go. I think this is great planting weather, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't put all my eggs in one basket. 
Now, it does not look like we're getting another frost. Uh, I usually like to go to May 20th, but looking at the weather, we're looking really good. Uh, again, you know, that means, for most people, it means tomatoes. And even this time, even if we're not going to get a frost, we, we still have, you know, cool soil temperatures, and that's what it's all about. We might have warm air temperatures, but the soil still needs to warm up. I'm planting, you know, yeah, a few tomatoes early on here, and then a couple more as we get a little warmer. And I will continue to plant those tomatoes all the way into summer, all the way till July 4th. Tomatoes, peppers, beans, cucumbers, they love warm soil. And we still have to wait a little bit. You want your plants to hit the ground running. I, I know it's so much easier to plant everything one day, okay, let's, you know, my mom used to take us out there. It was, back then it was Memorial Day. Okay, everything is going in now, boom. But, again, that you know, you're, you're assuming that your weather and your pests and your diseases are all going to be on your side. They never are. So split up the planting a little bit. Plant here and there, and I think you'll be much more successful. Now i got some good news. My new website is up dogoaster.com. I would love for you to take a look at it. Uh, this is a, a beta version. It's going to need a lot of uh, little tweaks. It's beautiful, uh, but I'd like you to take a look at it. Uh, lots of stories, blog posts, videos, all sorts of stuff already up there, but see what you think. Uh, throw a comment on there and uh, you know, make some changes. Today we're going to be talking trees with Rob Krueljack from Davy Tree, from the Davy Tree Expert Company, uh, Girdling Roots and Spring Tree Care. And this week's column for The Green Voice, which I'm doing a weekly column for now, is a touching story of a woman who rescued her grandmother's daffodils from the family farm just before it was turned over to the new owners. And, boy, I posted that last Wednesday, and I heard from lots of readers and listeners who have, are growing plants you know, for that reason, uh, to, to just as family heirlooms, you know, bringing a grandparents or a parent's plant. I've got lots of plants in my garden that, that mean a lot to me. And so this was really uh, a nice story to, 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 to tell uh, about going back to that family farm and, I mean, digging a lot of bulbs and then giving them away to, to family. And they got two weeks left for my new weekly interactive webinar, which is part of something I'm doing with Farm to Table, been packed with gardeners wanting to learn. This week I'm sharing my tricks tricks for dealing with pests and diseases organically, and it's free for anyone on Medicaid or receiving WIC or SNAP benefits. Uh, you can find out all the details at dougoster.com. And also about that Green Voice column, if you want to sign up to get that sent to your inbox for free, again, just go to dougoster.com. It's right on the front page. And it is planting time. Uh, and I, that's what I was doing all day yesterday, working in the garden plant and this plant and this, putting some uh, marigolds in pots and uh, no tomatoes in yet. I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in this weekend or next weekend. Again, I like to wait a little bit until the the soil warms up. So. Rob, what do you think? I Any think callers on there? we got some callers. We'll get a break out of the way, and we've got room for more callers at 866-391-1020. So give us a call. We would love to hear from you today. Doug is ready to go. Rob Krueljack coming up, talking trees with Davy Trees within 20 minutes. Congratulations to Randall of Elwood City, winner of that gift certificate from Sorgles. We're coming right back. Good morning. 
All right, lots of folks wanting to talk to Doug, so let's get right to the phones, and we will uh, begin with John in McMurray wanting to talk fertilizers. John, how you doing? Good morning. Good. Good morning. Hey, Doug, I saw you talking about Espoma on PTL the other day, mm-hmm. and it comes in with a, a variety of different types, apparently. I bought the Grow. Is it good for tomatoes, squash, everything, or just certain things? Yeah, so uh, the segment I did for Pittsburgh Today Live, uh, I, I use Espoma fertilizers. They're organic, been around since 1929. There's granular and liquid. And so the liquid one that you're using there called Grow is good for, for just about anything. I love that stuff. It's got a little thing on the top of it. It's a, it's a concentrate. It's inexpensive. Uh, you just mix it with water, but it has a little thing on the top that measures the amount of fertilizer you put in there. So it's very easy to use. And, yeah, anything you need fertilized, that's perfect. Now, I use granular basically for shrubs and trees, and then the liquid is for the con- containers basically, and then some, yeah, tomatoes, peppers, that sort of thing. Hey, one quick question on grasses. Do you have somebody coming on to talk about grass this season? I'm sure we will at some point. What did you did you have anything specific you were thinking about? Well, I do. I mean, I've planted a a, a mix of um, fescue and rye and bluegrass 15 years ago. Somewhere along the line, uh, I'll call it a weed grass comes in. It grows a little faster. It grows a different yeah, color. Yeah. And I wonder if there is some seed that you can reseed, overseed, and you know, choke out that kind of grass. Well, one of the tricks is, yeah, to continually in the spring reseed with good grass seed. Uh, you know, we like the stuff, either Penn State Mix or Jonathan Green. The Black Beauty is the stuff like for the sun and then Shady Nooks for the sh- for the shade because it's all 100% seed. You know, you don't want to buy a bag of seed with filler in it. They're charging you for the filler where you don't need it. You know, you want pure seed. But keep that grass tall, like three and a half inches, that will help, but sometimes you get invasive grasses in there that, you know, it's just it's almost impossible to get rid of them, but overseeding with fresh seed every spring will, helps. that stuff just grows like crazy, and then just be sure that the pH on your soil is right, you know, get one of those uh, Penn State Cooperative Extension soil tests, they're only $9, and when you get that, those results, you'll see where the pH is, and you can change that. And when the pH is correct, the grass will outgrow anything. That's the idea. pH and fertility, keep that grass tall. It will outgrow anything. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's keep it going. Up next, it's Ernie in Elizabeth. Hey, Ernie, how you doing? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, thanks for taking the call. I have a question. My tulip bulbs have uh, finished blooming. Should I leave them in the ground or should I dig them up and store them until the fall? Always best to leave them in the ground. First thing to do, though, is what we call deadheading. You want to cut off those. Once the blooms are gone, you want to cut off basically the tops of, of where the blooms were. That Those are seed heads, and we want the, the plant to put its energy into the bulb below, not into trying to make seeds. And so do, do the deadheading. And then let them just kind of wilt away, turn brown. This is the, this is the part that people hate about bulbs, is that the foliage uh, really gets ugly. But that that foliage, that's where the energy is that goes down to feed the bulb. And so, plus I would once you're 
once those start to kind of fade away, I would throw a little bulb tone on there. That's another one of those Espoma fertilizers. It's, it's specifically for bulbs uh, because tulips in general, they come back maybe two, three years, and they kind of that's kind of the end of it. But if you give them a little bulb tone, let them dry out, they should come back for you. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you. Good luck. All right, Marianne in Slippery Rock. Hi, Marianne. Good morning. Hi. Um, hi, Doug. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Um, I just had some information that might be helpful about black bears. Mm-hmm. Um, several years ago, I got a really nice four-page handout from the uh, Pennsylvania Game Commission called Living with Pennsylvania Black Bears. And it tells all about the bear habits and, you know, what to do if you run into one and stuff like that. And so I just thought I have actually a paper copy, but I thought they probably have it online um, or people can contact. That's, that's great, great advice because, of course, living up in Slippery Rock, you probably see bear, bears, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So do, I, do they, do, are they interested in your garden or more your bird feeder? Well, I don't put up a bird feeder for that reason because we've had okay. them taken down before. Um, one oh, year I had some straw bales out, and I went, um, and it was right after my neighbor had said there had been one in their yard, and one of my bales, which was soaked with water and very heavy, was flipped over. And I thought, I don't think a raccoon or anything could have pushed that. I think no. it to get to grubs or something underneath. But, yeah, so... I know they wander through here. So I called Jennings because I was concerned. A neighbor saw it right down crossing the road below my house. And Jennings said that the time of year that the young male bears were kind of moseying through trying to find their own territory. So if they didn't find food out, which it was good because they would keep keep going. <laughs> right. So Jennings could... Environmental Center, Marianne's talking about up there, which is a really cool place something that uh, gardeners should visit, especially in July. They've got some uh, blazing star that blooms up there, which is pretty cool. All right. Good stuff, Marianne. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks. Yeah, you know, that that, that would not be a, <laughs> a pleasant thing to see, a bear. Oh, I would never, and I just never want to see one. I mean, what would you do? I mean, go away, bear, shush, You know, they, like I said, in that pamphlet, I'm sure it has the, the things you're supposed to do. You know, the, the thing that's scary about it, from what I've read, I don't have any personal experience with bears, luckily. But from what I've read, you know, in some instances, you're you're supposed to say, hey, bear, go away, go away. In other instances, if the bear charges, you're just supposed to kind of, you know, get into the fetal position. But if that bear is hunting you, uh, you don't want to go into the fetal position. So there's all sorts of different, oh. yeah, there's all sorts of different things. And like, as I said, the thing that scares me about it is, is what you hear is that you cannot get away from, from a bear. You know, the only thing I really worry about is, is because I'm in Ross Township, yeah, they've probably seen bears here, but it's it's pretty urban. But would be me, it would be my luck, I'll be out in a kayak paddling around, and then some. I'll somehow cross between you know, a, a, a mom and her cubs, and she'll come swimming out after me, and I don't think I can outrun her. Oh, not not a pleasant thought. So please be careful out there, folks. KDK Radio doing our part to help Pittsburgh stay connected. Go to our radio.com app and get ideas to help you during the stay-at-home time. Just go to radio.com slash stay connected. And remember, you can always get KDK Radio on your smart speaker. Just say Play News Radio 1020 KDK. A lot of folks staying at home, cooking at home. That means you're using all of those utensils, that cooking space, and you're making all sorts of unique meals. So it's all about food safety today with Joe and Frank Dentisi on the Coons Cooking Hour coming up in just 
just about a half hour. Melinda Roeder with the news next in three minutes at 7.30. Good morning. Hey, what a great day it would be to drive out to the country Route 30 in Clinton, Pennsylvania and visit the great Janoski family in that Greenhouse Garden Center Farm Market Expansion Farm Market. They are open today at 9 until 6. You can find out a lot about those folks at Janoskis.com, and you could win yourself a $25 gift certificate right now if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. Doug, it's all yours. You and Rob, go ahead. We're talking trees with Rob Krulczyk from the Davy Tree Expert Company, and our first topic, Rob, is going to be about girdling roots. Tell me first, what does that mean, girdling roots on trees? Girdling, girdling roots are roots that grow... Uh, as opposed to like radially out from the trunk, they grow around the trunk of the tree. Um, they usually grow above the, the, the soil surface, sometimes in mulch piles that are piled too high around the trunk. And uh, these eventually will actually strangle the tree. It will kill itself in the sense that it cuts off all circulation going from the roots up to the canopy. Um, if it's caught early enough, if you, if you can see like part of your tree is starting to look not right, uh, if you can uh, access the root, a lot of times they can be cut, and you can relieve the pressure and, and, and preserve that part of the tree. Yeah, how do I know if my tree has girdling roots? And are, are there certain trees that this is they're more prone to this? Yeah, um, maples seem to be the, the, the most prone to uh, forming them. Um, the, the best way to, to take care of them is, is from the get-go. When you're planting your new tree, um, you know, if it's a container tree or a ball and burlap tree, um, to, to, to look around that root flare at the bottom of the tree where the buttressing roots, uh, you know, start there at the bottom of the trunk. And um, if you see them already starting to grow in circles around the inside of the container or around the top of the, the root ball in a ball and burlap situation, you'd go ahead and clip those off then. Um, but, yeah, it, it's uh, a flattening on one side of the, the, the tree trunk. You can usually tell as a suspect of a, a girdling root being in that area. Yeah, and tell me... With maples, and I hear that a lot, uh, maples are shallow-rooted, but I hear a lot of people saying, can I just build up on those roots and then plant? And that's not a good idea, is it? No, no, for a couple reasons. Um, one is, yeah, you can introduce like more you know, soil medium on top of the root system where you'd get roots to grow up as opposed to down into the earth, causing girdling roots. And also, uh, trees are pretty sensitive to, uh, to grade change, you know. Only a few inches of soil sometimes covering up a, 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 you know, a root plate will uh, cause some negative effects with, with the, uh, the whole root system there. So it's better to, you know, turn those areas instead of trying to force grass to grow in them and adding soil to do something like that, to, to just mulch and maybe, you know, plant some shade plants under there that, you know, won't require as much sunlight underneath the canopy of a tree. I always say the best thing to plant under a maple tree is a bench because we can guarantee <laughs> that, will, that, that will do fine underneath the maple tree. Other than that, that's a tough place to grow things. It is. You know, under a, a maple tree, under a pine tree, anything shallow rooted like that. Uh, but I want to go on to a, another topic. And mm -hmm. I had a friend a long time ago. She had a, a magnolia that she put in a container, and she brought in the, the, the planting tag to me, and she said, what do you think, Doug? I put this in a container, and I said, this is a tree that's going to grow 30 feet tall, and she said, oh, no, no, I'll just cut the top off it and keep it small. T talk about why we don't want to ever do that, ever top a tree. 
Because you're not really keeping the tree smaller by just simply cutting all the ends off the branches. Um, you know, the, the entire organism, the entire tree is always growing and putting on mass. So just by nipping back the ends of the branches, you're, you're just, you're, you're not really getting ahead. It also forces out new growth that, you know, if you are trying to keep a tree small, by cutting it back, you're actually forcing new growth that's going to grow back twice as fast as the tree is currently growing. So you're kind of compounding your problem. Um, also, you know, with people, I want, to, I want to top it or cut it back so I don't deal with as many leaves. Again, when that tree grows back, it's going to, you know, quadruple in its, um, you know, branch structure, which is going to give you more leaves in the, in the long run. So topping right. is bad. And let's talk a little bit about, because uh, we see that, uh, you know, under power lines and stuff like that, if a big maple tree is planted under a power line way back when, mm-hmm. and it has to be, it has to be topped, otherwise the tree has to go. That That's the best example of of why topping is is so bad. But talk about the importance of when you do plant a tree, and spring is a great time to plant trees, of knowing how big it's going to get it and how hard is it to, to convince people it might not look perfect in the landscape today, but in two years, three years, five years, ten years, you've got to think about the future when it comes to planting a tree. Absolutely. And putting the, 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 the right tree in the right place from the start just sets, just sets that tree up for success. Um, there's a whole list available, uh, Davey website on – um, you know, appropriate trees for near power line applications. You know, in your front yard, you want a tree, but you do have the power lines running through there. Um, you're looking for a tree that stays, you know, around 25 foot tall at maturity, 30 feet. And there's plenty of varieties out there, flowering, fruiting, you know, uh, to, to smaller shade trees that will give you that, that nice, nice look and nice effect without ever needing to be, you know, hacked back by, you know, the power company to protect the lines there. Um, yeah, so in, in spring is a great time to be planting. We have a uh, you know moist weather. We get we get you know more rain than we would in the middle of the summer. Helps a, a tree establish uh, quite easily at this time of year. And in what conditions for a big tree do we fertilize it? Because you know in in my case, I'm really not doing much fertilization of bigger trees. I you know I will I've got a that uh, we just we talked about that segment on Pittsburgh Today Live. I got a, a a pink dog with it's just not not doing everything I want it to do, and so I'm feeding it a little bit of holly tone. But what about bigger trees? Should we be fertilizing, or how do we know when to fertilize? Well, you know, a lot of our trees are planted in in a lawn space, right? And that's not really where trees were, you know, kind of meant to be planted, you know, meant to grow. You know, that we don't have the leaf litter that's constantly breaking down and, and enriching the soil underneath of it. You know, we have, we have grass that's actually robbing nutrients from that tree. So fertilizing mature trees that have been there a long time and may have depleted the resources available, you know, a deep root fertilization is definitely one of the most beneficial things we believe that you can be doing for your older trees in your landscape. Um, it also, using the, the, the fer- you know, liquid fertilizer that's pumped into the ground um, under high pressure, that, that, that the, the fertilizer will actually fragment the soil somewhat underneath, uh, you know, grade, which puts in air space where the trees can absorb more oxygen through the roots, and um, it loosens the soil up for more root production as well. So, as like I said, it's one of the most important things we think that you can do for your trees in the landscape is a, a good deep root fertilization with a liquid fertilizer.
All right, Rob, I want you to stick around. We'll see if we get some tree calls as we get going. For more information about Davy Tree or to, or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to davy.com slash kdka. And remember, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855 855- 9828733 KDK Radio doing our part to help Pittsburgh stay connected go to our radio.com app and get ideas to help you during the stay at home time just go to radio.com/stay connected and remember you can always get KDK Radio on your smart speaker just say play news radio 1020 KDK congratulations to Rob the winner of that $25 gift certificate from Janoski's yeah, he and Rob Krujak from Davy Trees are on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. And coming up, Joan Frank Dentisi, the Coons Cooking Hour, staying at home, cooking at home, using a lot more of that cooking space, those utensils. It's food safety, the topic of conversation today. And let's get right back to the phones. And here is a question that Mr. Krujak might want to jump in on. It's Rob from Armstrong. Robert, how are you? And good morning and welcome to KDK Radio. Nice to have you on the air. How are you? What's your question? I, yeah, you know, I was- walking in the woods and i saw like a, a cobweb thing like between two limbs of a tree and then i kind of poked it and there was like all these little black and white worms in there any idea what that was tell them tell them about those worms what are we talking about I, so like a cobweb filled with worms yep in the crotch of a tree um they're they're, they're web worms um they're you know, Eastern tent caterpillars are the probably a more common name. Um, they're you know damaging. They're in the moth family. Um, you know you usually see them in their larval stage, which is when they are in those web nests between the limbs of you know many different hardwoods. Um, but did you see this recently? Yeah, just the other day. Yep. Huh. A little early for that, but uh, yeah, I believe you. So. Um, yeah, that, that's that's what that would be. All right, let's move. Your, your tent caterpillars. Let's move on to the next caller. Here he is in Clarion talking about those bears we were discussing earlier today. Here's Brad. Brad, how you doing, man? Good morning. Good morning, guys. <laughs> I had my hey, yearly visit. <laughs> yeah, we had a bear come in here, and it was during the night. I didn't see it, but it done damage. It tore down our bird feeders and stuff like that. And... Uh, Another thing I wanted to tell you, we had a late frost up here, and all the flowers got killed, and uh, I have uh, yucca plants out there. They're the only thing that survived. That survived. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we most of the area had, had that late frost, and there was a lot of questions about what to cover and what not to cover. I didn't really cover much of anything. Some people covered some of their plants, and so... Yeah, that's it's tough when that happens, uh, Brad. And uh, it's just part of spring, I guess, in western Pennsylvania, right? All right, a couple of minutes left in the broadcast. Let's take one more call. Here's Caroline in Pittsburgh. Hey, Caroline, we got about a minute and a half. Go ahead. Uh, there are red fox babies in my yard. How do I get rid of them, or should I get rid of them? Mm, I don't think you can get rid of them, to tell you the truth. Uh, well, that's a... That's a, that's a question for the probably for the game commission. You know, I'm really not sure what what you do when you have red foxes, but I don't think that that's an animal that you can mess around with. We'll have to do a little bit of research and uh, next week, or you know what? Tell me, send me an email. It's dougoster at comcast.net. I will talk to my friends at the game commission and we'll figure out exactly what to do for 
you and and your problem with the Red Fox because that's that's one that's that's stumping me. And we do have to talk to the experts about that first before we make a decision. So it's Doug Oster at Comcast dot net. Uh, oh, here I got a I got a good uh, message here from our friend Steve Rapaski from B Control. He says about your Red Foxes, they'll move on in a month. There should be a den nearby. They are harmless. But just don't approach them. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for sending me a text. Uh, so that's our answer for the Red Fox. Just leave them be, and they'll be on their way. All right? All right, Doug. You and uh, Mr. Krujak, it's time to, as they say, exit stage left. Go ahead. <laughs> Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. Rob, thanks very much for being on the show. Anytime, Doug. Thank you. Have a good rest of the summer. All right, there they go, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Doug Oster and Rob Krujak from Davy Trees. Every other week, Talking Trees with Davy Trees, both joining us today on the Disc Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Now, getting ready to talk food safety, things you need to know. And if you've got some tips, some tricks, some ideas, give us this topic uh, as far as the entire hour at 8 o'clock. You want to share some recipes, too, but we really want to stay on point about staying healthy and staying strong at home, and that means being smart and staying safe in the kitchen when it comes to your utensils, your counter space, what you're cooking, how you preserve it, how you thaw it out, how you cook it, how long you can keep it, expiration dates, and more. So call us, 866-391-1020. Someone's going to win a $25 gift certificate from Coons Market. That's coming up after Melinda checks the news at 8 o'clock. Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA Radio. Good morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.